fantasy news, fantasy updates, fantasy clowning. We doing it all the time, baby. Champ and chump fantasy dump. I'm your host, Chump. <laughs> the champ's here. I'm with my boy, Champ. We call him Commiss Tommy B. Forfeiting a season to get picks for the next year? Is it worth it? Ali, he's a nut job and a half, man. <laughs> Damn, boy. Champ and Chump, fancy dump. All right, folks, here we go. Welcome back from the draft. Champ and the Chump Fantasy Dump. How we doing, Champ? We good, man. Hit the links this weekend. Hit them earlier this week as well. It was great to get out, get some sunshine, hit some birdies. You know how we do. Yeah, the men stayed, opened up the golf course. We've been out swinging them ranches. Hell yeah, man. It's been good to get out. No doubt, no doubt. So we had our big draft this week or last week thursday through what saturday yep for full three days damn so what we did we we did a a live zoom draft special thursday we have put it out on youtube what's the link Mish? uh so yeah you go ahead youtube search champ and chump fancy dump you should find the channel out there go ahead and get that subscribe Hit that bell for the notifications if you're about that life. And uh, check out the video. Let us know what you think. See if you want some more videos out there. We'll see what we can do for you. All I remember, it was a long-ass draft. Oof. That draft got the best of me. Golly. Yeah, what was it, four hours? Four and a half, something? Whew. I, I had a midnight. I would have had a mid-draft uh, little nappers there. <laughs> I got to get my I gotta get my Mel Kuyper pants on, man. Oof. Mel Kuyper in that hair, though. Golly. He looked good. He I ain't did. mad at it. He did. He was he was rocking it. There were some questionable moves, man. Uh, this is what we're going to go through today. This is episode seven, so we're going to go through after draft math, man. So just after the draft, we're going to see what is the best teams for these players that were drafted in the fantasy outlooks on each player. What I mean, let's go off right off the bat. Let's just go into it. All the pretty boys, all the, the glam guys. All the prima donnas. Let's go to the quarterbacks. You know the top one in the pick, Joe Burrows. Do you see any fantasy? I mean, Andy Dalton got released today, I think. Yep, earlier today. Do you see any fantasy implications for Joe Burrow that you would draft him? I know rookie quarterbacks are – I don't think I've ever drafted a rookie quarterback ever. Um, And this roster, I got some some backlash before about being a good team for him to go to. I don't see him in that fantasy outlook doing anything, but I think it's a good team, solid team. I mean, for him to start, what do you think about would you draft Joe Burrow in, let's say, a two-quarterback league? Uh, two-quarterback, yeah, I think you have to. I feel like two-quarterback, almost every quarterback's getting drafted, maybe some backups as well. But if you're talking maybe a 12-team, just a normal one-quarterback, I don't know if he's – I mean, he's the end of the draft type. Like, you can throw a dart at him and hope he hits. He's got some weapons there. I mean, you got Mixon, Gio Bernard, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, Audit Tate. T. Higgins. They added Higgins as well. So, I mean, that's, what's that, seven weapons right there. So, he's got some weapons around him. See if that old line can hold up. I like him as a little a late dart, maybe. I just, I don't know, besides, like, rushing for quarterbacks, that's usually where the rookies do their damage. You know, like yeah. the last couple of years, you got Kyle Allen or Kyle Kyler Murray, excuse me, and Josh Allen combining the two there. 
Uh, those guys, you know, most of their fantasy output came from rushing. And Joe Burrow's not really that rushing type. So maybe a dart throw at the end of the rounds. But, yeah, I'm not really targeting Joe Burrow by any means early on. No, and maybe, let you know, couple quarterbacks drop off an injury midseason. You pick him up as a flyer for matchup purposes, but I'm with you on that. A rookie quarterback, there's a learning curve. Um, coming, If Payne Manning was a rookie, I wouldn't have drafted him. Um, Daniel Jones did decently. Yeah, like they have some, some big weeks here and there, and I think you're going to see that from Burrow with these weapons he's got. I mean, he's going to yeah. have some three, four touchdown games maybe, but, you know, rookies like to throw those interceptions. And exactly. You don't want those negative points coming at you. No, you become the third string quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. You throw those NITs. That's all you got to do. You get paid one mil. That's it. <laughs> that's all he's get worth. That league minimum, baby. Hey, he can see street signs now, though. Yeah, he can see. He can. Uh, he can read license plates from hidden runs now too. It's wild, man. I don't understand. That's what you come out with when you, you got LASIK eye surgery. Yeah, Win- <laughs> Jameis Winston, man. He's just. He's a character. He's a funny dude, man. But all right, I'm with you on that. I I for the people that are gonna start, I don't. Maybe Tua starts this year. Um, if he does, I don't know. Herbert, the top three quarterbacks, the only quarterbacks, I mean my my eyes have a chance to start. I don't see Tua starting, and I don't see Herbert starting. What are your opinions on them? If if they start or do they start? Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't see them starting. Uh, early in the season, maybe get later in the season, you know, when they get out of contention or something, they'll throw them in, get some experience, get some reps in there. But just early in the season, especially with this pandemic going on, like not being able to get OTAs and sessions in with your receivers and whatnot. So that chemistry just might not be there. Playbook, I don't know. I think it's a whole different outlook on the offseason because of this pandemic. So I don't see Tua or Herbert maybe starting early. Even if they do, I just don't. I, it's like Burrow. I mean, these guys aren't going to – Tua's probably most athletic. By running, coming off that hip surgery, I don't think they want him running around getting hit. That's my thing too. Is like, like you said before, these rookie quarterbacks—they're only like once the pocket collapsed. They, I mean, the pocket collapses so much quicker in the pros than it does in the college that they're gonna freak out and use their legs more. And if they can't use their legs or they don't want to use their legs, I mean, they're SOL in that rookie season. Um, exactly. I don't. Yeah. So I don't see any. I mean, that's why I only rolled three because it's not really much fantasy. Outlooks, in my opinion, on these for next year. But I mean, within the coming years, hopefully, all three of these can turn out being good uh, quarterbacks. Because, like we said before, that that realm of those those quarterbacks, the Breezes, the the Tom Brady's, the the Ben Roethlisberger's, the Philip Rivers, their time is done. I mean, they got a couple more years left. We need some new blood. Lamar Jackson and Patty Mahomes are leading the way, but it would it would be nice to see some good quarterback play from these rookies. Yeah. So speaking of like a couple of years out, how about throw just talk about Jordan Love real quick to that Packers pick man was that out of nowhere or what I don't get it I don't get it one bit I know they're saying like this is this is a risky and some people are like oh that's a great move for the the general manager I mean it's ballsy to make that move because you know what what's the right time and I'm like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has four years left on his contract so after let's say he plays four years let's say he has a great four years you're gonna you're gonna you have one year to prove yourself, your Jordan Love, if they pick up your fifth option. Exactly. And even and that makes it makes no sense because you just went from thirteen to three in the NFC Championship game, one game away from being in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. one game away from winning the Super Bowl, and you don't give this guy any weapons, not one. That was my thing too. That's crazy. Like you were the second best team in the NFC, 
in the playoffs and you go out and you don't get like a weapon like or nothing to help they picked up a running back in the second round it's like come on man like which they have depth in already yeah it's i i mean i don't know we're not gms but man just get rogers some weapons out there i think i saw a tweet on the twitter sphere earlier this week he's only had one pro bowl receiver or tight end no, catch it, a touchdown yeah it was only one it was one first round draft pick ever caught a pass oh, okay First round, that's what it was. Okay. And it was Mercedes Lewis who they picked up in his ninth year in the NFL. Man. They've never drafted a first-round wide receiver for him in his entire career. That's wild to me. Oh, no, it's like, I mean, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, and then what are Greg Jennings you could throw up there? And then we're going down to Randall Cobb is the fourth-best receiver he's played with, and he still put these numbers up? Is wild. Exactly. And that, I think it proves the point how good he is, and they've been banking on him being good for all this time. But then they don't give him. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me that they they go for the future, but the present is your Hall of Fame quarterback you have right now, and you're not helping him win now when he is 36. It it makes no sense to me. And then on the the second round, the deepest on the well, not even the second round, but the deepest draft and wide receiver, and and I don't. I don't think a few in years. our history. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen a deeper draft in wide receivers. And they don't pick one the entire draft. And they and then they and they expect Rodgers not to be pissed off when you yeah. draft a, a a backup quarterback that's not going to help him next year. No. Who's come I mean, it just obviously puts more he's pressure in. on him. Yeah. And it, and for I mean, and he, he's cool with pressure, but it's like again, you know, you're not helping his team out at all unless they go get o, uh, Odell Beckham, which there's no rumor about that or anything like that right now. Like, I don't see how this is going to help their team at all. No, it's just – it's a weird dynamic going on up there in Green Bay. Which is fine by me. I mean, it's fine for the Lions fans. They get in turmoil. Do You've been good for, you know, ten – what, three decades already with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks? Get You know, ease back. Go fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of Rodgers. Let's see some Jordan Love action. Let's see you take last place in the division. It would be great. Oh, I would love it. I would love them to fuck up. Speaking of with the opposite of fucking up, though, the Chiefs with the best running back pick, your boy Eddie Hilarious. Yeah, let's go to these running backs. Yeah, get in. Let me hear what you're talking talk about, Clyde. I love it. I mean, I love the pickup. I love – that's how you draft. When you when you need a weapon, that you go get a weapon. Yep. I mean, that's I mean, it's plain and simple. You don't do anything else. You don't ticker anything else. You go get something that you need. Let's go make a firepower. We have this roster because they are what – I think they have $1,000 left in cap space, something crazy like that. All right, we're going to get a rookie, and he's going to help us win now. He, They know they're, this roster is now or never because they're going to have to start paying people. They're going to start paying Mahomes. This roster is going to get blown up like the Legion of Boom. It, it All it takes is that rookie quarterback to, to ball out, and then also once that rookie quarterback needs to get paid, that roster gets dissipated and gets dismantled. So they're like, all right, fuck it. Let's go right now. Let's get the best running back on a lot of people's big boards. And let's go attack this and go get another fucking ring. Yeah, I, mean, I love that this Chiefs bit. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Hilar. What do you want to call him? Hilarious. Hilarious. Eddie, hilarious. But yeah, man, I think he's definitely the RV one of the rookie class coming in. He's set up well. I mean, he's got Damian Williams to go against. Maybe Darwin Thompson, Darrell Williams behind him. But I think. Andy Reid compared him a little bit to Brian Westbrook. Maybe said he was even better than Brian Westbrook. So I know uh, Andy Reid has always had that top running back. You know, whether it was Westbrook, Sean McCoy, Jamal Charles, Kareem Hunt. 
seems like he's always got a guy up there in the top five, top ten of the season. So I think if Edward Solari can win this job outright and just get all three downs instead of Damian, you know, Damian come in that change of pace, I think it would be the number one rookie running back, no doubt. And, and the mock drafts are saying the same thing. Mock drafts are having him ahead of multiple um, RB1s Skyrocket. the past couple years, uh, ahead of Todd Gurley. Um, ahead of Le'Veon Bell's, he is ranked, or he's getting, he's ranked right now 12th in my mock drafts as the running back 12, which is crazy right now because of anything, but that's his, I mean, that's his floor in a lot of people's opinions that with this offense that's explosive, I love it. I just, there's so, it's a crowded backfield right now. Um, obviously the cream's going to rise to the top and we're going to see how good he is and how good, I mean, Andy, I mean, what is uh, Andy Reid doing right now besides drawing up plays for Eddie Hilarious. I mean, he's got a new weapon. Look, shopping for some new Hawaiian shirts. Exactly, man. Looking good with that. Me and me and I think we shop at the same store. If you guys watched that uh, draft uh, video, besides me falling asleep and eating popcorn, you're gonna see some <laughs> some nice threads of Hawaiian shirts and in that straw hat. We in vacation. Me and Andy Reid vacationing together. Oh yeah, big chilling out there. Yeah, he's like a Mormon or something. He doesn't drink, so it's kind of different. But, uh, yeah, I like him. Um, I think the Chiefs just got stronger, and that's what good teams want to get better. They go get you know strength where the, re- the where the draft comes. It doesn't. That's what the the funny thing is about the the Green Bay Packers is they could have done that too. They could have got a weapon, and they could have been like, all right, we're gonna be better this year. They could have got a Pittman. They could have got something crazy, but they went and traded f- or they went and traded up. And got someone for four years from now. And it doesn't make sense because the Chiefs know their windows now. They have, and the Green Bay Packers should have known their windows now. It, you don't know about the future, but what you have right now is a Hall of Fame quarterback. And Patty Mahomes is probably going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback too. Andy Reid's like, well, he's on a rookie contract for one more year. Let's go get a, as big as we can in the running back division. And let's go get Eddie Hilarious as that RB1. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I think. Chiefs are running right. They can definitely get back up to that Super Bowl level. I, mean, what they, I think they're returning all 22 starters, I think, offense and defense. So, I mean, um, shit, they, I mean, they're all under contract. I mean. Yeah. And then once you pay Patty Mahomes just $1 billion, then he'll be in trouble. Yeah. But They're in trouble. Yeah. going to be like, what, uh, $200 million quarterback for sure? Oof, I, don't even, I don't even want to say a number because I think it's just going to blow everything out of the water. All right, well, let's keep on the running backs. Um, can we go to – I'm going to go to a negative before we go to a positive. Um, okay. I like this – I mean, before in our pre-draft, I love Jonathan Taylor. I love his J- – I don't know if I like him at the Colts. What is your opinion on that? I, I just think, like we said before, credit back, it's different with Jonathan Taylor because he's not that pass-catching running back. He's more of a workhorse running back. He needs the ball to get in rhythm. 900-plus um, carries is a, in college shows that. But he goes to a team where they have Marlon Mack, Naeem Hines. I don't know. I hopefully I, I would think about p- drafting him, but I don't know. Like it's a it's a tough situation when I before I was so high in Marlon Mack, I wanted him to be my second round pick, but now with JT there, it just clusterfucks everything. And hopefully, I mean, he has the ability to be a I don't want to say it, but like Ezekiel Elliott type running back where he runs between the tackles and. You know, gets that five yards, gets that you know chunk plays. But what does Marlon Mack do, or is it learn from Marlon? I don't. It's it's confusing that they drafted him. I like the pick. I mean, it's gonna make their team maybe better, but I don't know if he fits the system. What about you? 
Yeah, I think it was a good uh, pick for the franchise, the Colts in general. For fantasy, it's going to be definitely some murky waters here. I know Jonathan Taylor seems like he's ranked a little high right now with uh, being Max still there. What's he? Yeah, he's RB18. I don't, I don't understand that quite yet. He hasn't really done anything. He hasn't earned the job. I know Frank Wright's talked about using a committee a little more. He's never really leaned on one back. Like, even when Mack was there last couple of years and healthy, he wasn't getting a three-down roll. You know, Hines was still coming in, catching passes. And they had other guys. I mean, Max had his injuries. They bring in Jonathan Williams last year. end of last year, he had some run. So, I think he definitely wants a committee. So, I can see JT, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines all working together here. Hines definitely staying around for that third down roll. And then I think JT and Mack are just that one-two combo for first and second down. And whoever's got the hot hand maybe, I don't know. That's my issue. If they only had Hines, then I can see why they get Taylor and get that um, Melvin Gordon, um, uh, Eckler-type feel with it with uh, Phillip Rivers there. But now with Mack, who is a I mean, two-down back at least, you know, first, second down back. Now you're right. It gets cloudy as shit, and now they're not draftable. I can't draft anybody in the in Indianapolis Colts backfield unless it's you know like Hines in the in the you know 14th round. Right. I think they yeah they still got some value like later in the draft, but I'm definitely not going to be reaching up for them, just not knowing who's going to be the starter basically. Like who's going to get that those 15 carries per game? You know they could both That's come in saying. and get yeah. eight to ten a game, and you can't use either one of them in fantasy unless they randomly score a touchdown. You can't rely on just randomly getting a touchdown like that. No, and I I mean I like it for like you said their franchise. I think it's a a great pick. I think he's a nasty guy, and it's good for him that he can share the load because of his workload in the past in college. But as a fantasy, I, he's he's untouchable for me. I, I wish he wasn't going there, but yeah. it is what it is. I think that was the thing like. Such a disappointment for fantasy purposes, but for the Colts organization, like Marlon Max contracts up after next year, and Max had his own injuries here and there. So I think it's just more of like, we got this guy, we're going to work him with Mac this year. If, you know, if Mac goes down again, we got JT in there still. And then next year, you know, JT can take the job, do that one, two down, maybe work into the third downs. We can start catching a little bit better, more in rhythm. And you make, and you make a good point. Uh, you draft JT. Knowing, I mean, almost knowing for certain that Mac is going to go down an injury because he has been injury prone his his career. Um, I guess that is that makes that makes JT a little bit more juicy knowing Mac is kind of fragile that that. But still, as of now, in the outlook, it's hard. I wish I wish he went to a different team. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just disappointing. You know, coming into the draft, you're like, oh, JT is going to be RB one, RB two of this class. And now I don't even know if he's top three, top four because of his landing spot. No. But who I think is number one, who is my number one rookie running back? Number two. Cam Akers, baby. He's, you got Akers over Edwards Hilaire? I got Akers over Edwards Hilaire because of the backfield situation and Andy Reid being an offensive genius and throwing crazy plays out there. Okay. Um, I like Cam Akers as the new Todd Gurley. Yeah. I'm with it. I mean, I, I, I mean, run him to the wheels fall off. I think that's what they're going to do now. I think they realize paying a running back that high was a dumb franchise decision, and they're not playing paying Clay Matthews right now. I think they're hurting for money. They're drafting as much rookies as possible. I think Cam Akers, Cam Akers is my number one draftable running back in the fantasy outlook, and I think he's going to be the biggest impactful running back as a rookie. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I mean, 
it's tough. But I think he's going to be the – I'll say right now, I'll be on the limb. I'm going to put Cam Akers my number one running back out of the rookie class. Uh, Clyde uh, Hilarious is, is next. But um, Cam Akers I think is going to be the next Todd Gurley-esque. I'm not giving you, you know, 20 touchdowns that he had. But I'll give you – I would say close to double-digit touchdowns this year. So you think he's winning – the job over Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson, or you think he's just going to be that first and second down guy? I think he's. I think he's winning the job. Okay. I. I don't. I mean, if you're getting, that's tough. Because if you're, if you are sold on those two, you wouldn't get Cam that high. Right. Yeah. I don't think they were sold on either one. I mean, last year when Gurley, I think Gurley missed that one game, and they kind of split time. Malcolm Brown saw some more snaps, but they both saw the same amount of touches. And Henderson, you know, last year he couldn't pass Brown on the depth chart. So I don't see really Henderson being that guy this year. I think Henderson may be more of a third down receiving back. It's kind of get him in the open space and let him run. And then Malcolm Brown, I think he's just he's just like a second string, third string back in the league. He's not he doesn't have that talent to be number one. He's been good in spots here and there. But yeah, I can see Cam Akers getting in there, getting those touches that Gurley left behind. And I go on a bell cow, uh, or I, I go on a a bad. I want to say bad, but a questionable quarterback play. And I think Jared Goff needs a bell cow running back to help him out, to him to thrive. He needed that Todd Gurley to, to look good. Um, Patty Mahomes doesn't need Edward Solaire, obviously. Um, but I think a questionable or a weak-sided quarterback, like a Cousins that needs Cook, like a, um, even Dak Prescott who needs Zeke, even if they don't think he does, or Dak doesn't think he does, but he needs a guy that is suitable to carry the load, and I think I think Cam Akers is that dude. Yeah, I like the spot. I mean, I like him there. He had some experience with the bad O-line at Florida State, and the Rams O-line kind of struggled last year, picked it up towards the end. But they're still, I mean, their best O-linemen were like 50 years old and Whitworth, so. Crazy. It's tough I out there. Don't, they, they spent so much money on the wrong, I mean, not the wrong, but like they, they did the win now, which I can't complain. Oh, yeah, they went for it. They, I mean, you, you bring in Gurley. You bring in uh, Ramsey. You bring in Sue for that one-year deal. They didn't work out. You got you paid shit ton of money for Aaron Dowd, who's the best defensive player, which I ain't mad at it. You got to pay him. But they went for it, and they didn't get it. So now you're looking at it like you, that's a bad play. But I can't hate on it. Yeah, they shot their shot. Just didn't work out. Can I, all right, we're going to get off of Cam. I love Cam. I want, I'm going to try to draft him this year because I like him that much. Um, especially my my uh, keeper league. What can I go? This is my sleeper. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh, oh yeah, that's my RB two of the class right there. Woo-hoo! People are sleeping. They say they reach for him. They're like, no, they got their they got their back because Edward Solaire got drafted. Exactly. They needed that receiver. Exactly. Exactly. They went straight for the next best receiver. And I look. I didn't know much about him. And everybody's like. Reaching to the purpose of running back quality, but not reaching to the purpose of uh, running back weaponry when it comes to a pass catching uh, running back. And I looked; he's nasty. He's good. I like him. I like his move. I mean, Vanderbilt is a good is a good spot um, competition wise. Granted, they're a shitty team, but he faced defensive wise SEC shit. Um, he looked fast. He looked good. He looked he can catch. And he's got to beat out Rojo, who's super questionable. So, couldn't even beat out Peyton Barber last year. So. Hell no. I love Keyshawn Vaughn in that sleeper role. Um, 
I shouldn't even be saying I got excitement in my voice because I like him a lot. I want to I, I want to draft him too. I, I shit, rookie running backs I think can win you the league. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, I think rookie running backs over rookie receivers in fantasy. Yeah, I'm not for day. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, for days. But yeah, I love the landing spot for him. I mean, with only Rojo in front of him, Dare Agumbalale. So I'm gonna get you. To, I'm gonna damn, get you man. to say it one of these times, man. That tongue, man, it's quick. Yeah, but if you just got beat those two out, there's no reason why you shouldn't get in there and get a, not maybe a three to three down roll right to start, but definitely that receiving back and then just out there playing with Brady, Godwin, Evans, Gronk, OJ Howard. It's just I the list goes on. I love the Patriot way, dude. I love the Patriot way. They're breaking rules already. They're trying to cheat the system. I'm fucking with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, talking to Byron Leftwich, breaking into the other house. Gronk saying he already had the playbook four weeks ago. I fucking love the Patriots because it, oh, if they were like, is it really cheating? Granted, it might be against the rules, but like getting the playbook and, and wanting to learn and wanting to get better and wanting to win, I think there's a positive. That might be called cheating, but it's not like you're stealing fucking signs from a trash can, man. That's just literally just, you know, wanting to work and wanting to get in and, and study. Yeah. And I'm not mad at that. And hopefully Keyshawn Bone comes in there. And Brady takes him under his wing and shows him how the way. Because the fact is, a dump-off running back as a 42-year-old quarterback, he's going to be so juiced. And people are sleeping on him in, in fantasy. I, I love this pickup. I love him being sneaky. I love him going under the radar. I should just calm down my voice, but I'm not going to because Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be top three running backs in the rookie class. Yeah, landing spot's great. Coach is great. Quarterback loves him. You know, dump it off that James White player. There's no reason why he can't be a top three running back of this class. No, I agree. I agree. Let's go over to uh, DeAndre Swift over here, the hometown Lions. Kind of a head scratcher for myself. I thought maybe we could have went went JT instead, got a bigger back to pair with Carryon. It seems like DeAndre Swift and Carryon Johnson are like the same player almost. Which so is Carryon the bigger back now? Is like I'm confused. You know what I mean? Like I'm confused. Like are they? Yeah. Are they fighting for their own spot or are they RBC? You know what I mean? Like right. it's confusing why they drafted him over a JT type running back. Yeah, I mean, so they're the same weight and Swift's just three inches shorter. So I don't. I mean, they're basically the same guy. You could say Carryon's the bigger one just because he's a little taller. But I mean, height don't mean everything, bro. Right. No, if you look at it from a different perspective, like if you have the same running back in there or the same style running back all the time, no matter if it's Swift or Johnson, then defense isn't be able to key on what you're doing. You know, if you bring Bo Scarborough in, they're like, all right, it's a run, it's play action, you know, or he's staying in the block. He's not going to be catching passes. So I do like that little part that they could, you know, change their offense without having to change the which running back's going in and out. But, yeah, just a weird landing spot for him. I was hoping Swift would go somewhere, maybe like Tampa Bay or something, where he would have a clear role to some touches. But I'm not mad about the spot. I just, you know, it's just a tough drafting hometown Lions sometimes. You get all hyped for him, and then they just let you down. Yeah, and, you know, it's one of those things he's – I mean, a lot of people he was the first round – or the first running back grade in a lot of people's drafts. So I'm not mad at them drafting him mm-hmm. as the best available running back in their in their opinion and in a lot of draft, a lot of scouts' opinions, whatever. But you're right. The system is – we'll see how the system works. I like the whoever goes in there type thing. But it also could be a Marlon Mack JT type of, type of situation because Carrion has been injured before. And I would draft a Swift because Carrion does get injured a lot. 
And I don't even know about Swift. He might get injured too. So Carrion might have his breakout year that everybody thought he was going to have this year. So you don't know right now. And that uncertainty is why I'm not. It's hard for me to like this position for uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, it's tough. I, I like I said before. I wish they went a different route, but I can't be mad at the explosiveness and the quality of player they did get. Hopefully, uh, Bevel can make this work as an RBC and make it a dangerous duo. But if it doesn't, you got to bank as a fantasy as one of them that gets injured because I think they're going to be splitting work the entire year. Yeah, so how about this? If you're in the draft and you're looking for a running back and you got Swift or carry on, which one are you going with? See, that's tough. I that's It's tough. I would go with Swift. I agree. Just because I've seen what carry on does and he doesn't excite me. He doesn't do much. And maybe Swift becomes that guy. Maybe Swift, you know, I'm big on optimism. I'm big on uh, – Hope, because <laughs> yeah. he's doing. You know what I mean. This We're shit. Lions fans. We know all about especially it. Especially as a Lions fan, like you hope this guy is that thousand yard rusher, and hopefully you don't know, get catch the rock, and hopefully do these things and have a dominant guy since Barry Sanders. But is I do I see it as it? No, I see it as more of a split back, and and you know what? Maybe it's it's a KC backfield where KC. You really didn't know Kansas City. Who is going to go off? That's why I didn't like him last year. That's why edit, uh, Hilarious is going to be tough as my RB1. But I, I would pick Swift over Carrion in this situation. I would agree with that. I think Carrion, you know, the last two seasons, he's been on IR at some point. You know, you missed eight games as a running back that last year. Was he going second round, end of second, early third? So I would agree. I'd go Swift, maybe change change it up a little bit in the backfield there, get Carrion that change of pace, give Swift some – some more work, keep carry on a little fresher. Yeah. I mean, as a Lions fan, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. It's an offensive weapon, which I like. Oh, yeah, it's one-two punch. You, I mean, this day and age, if you don't have that, you know, that alpha running back, you know, those McCaffrey's, the Barkley's, the Zeke's, you got to have that one-two punch because these guys just can't hold up with these monsters. I mean, you got monsters hitting you every play. Exactly. And it's, it, it's tough that you drafted another body type the same as carry on that gets injured all the time. Though. You know what I mean? Like, right. like you said before. Another littler guy. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, you have him already. He's getting banged up all the time. What make, what makes it a smaller height-wise? Maybe it's a little bit stockier, but what, uh, JT, who is, I think, built more like a Saquon, not crazy like popcorn muscles, but, I mean, has that same build and can run 4-3, you would think they would go something like that, but, hey, I don't know. Bevel might have something else up his sleeve. Yeah, I mean, maybe they wanted to – a do-it-all running back compared to JT, you know, is more of that one-two yeah. down bruiser. And he, who has a fumble issue and all that shit, but, yeah. Um, that was it. Like you said, it was a little head-scratcher, but we're happy with it as Detroit Lions fans. Let's go something that I think makes their team super dangerous and makes them an AFC champion uh, contender, and that's J.K. Dobbins going to Baltimore. Oh, yeah. He's, he landed in a good spot. For the team-wise and for the future, well, he's kind of along the lines of where JT got drafted, you know, with the Colts, with Mac there. You still got Ingram there. So it'll be tough to get some touches, but I like the spot for, you know, maybe this year and then definitely for the future. The funny thing is, is all these play, all these running backs that got drafted, there's a guy in front of them. This RBC thing is, is taking over the NFL, which is smart. It's a banged-up um, position which fucks you as a, as a fantasy owner, but it makes you also um, 
it, it weeds the, the weak. It, it, the cream rises to the top. Do your homework when you draft these running backs because, like we said before, injury-prone guys, system guys. I think J.K. Dobbins is going is to split with Ingram. I think he's going to get his touches because they're such a run-heavy offense. Marlon Max gets injured. The the carry-ons get injured. It's you got to do your homework on these rookies because they are going to be there. They're going to be a starter eventually, if not this year. Because there's guys in front of them doesn't mean shit, honestly. We're saying it might be something crowded backfields, but like you said before, there's so much injuries involved with running backs. You just have to draft hoping or depending on on a, a injury. That's yeah. the way it goes with the running back situation. If you're not a Barkley or a C-Mac or a, you know, a cook or some shit like that. Right. Running back is so week to week sometimes in fantasy. If you don't have that alpha dude, like you're, you're scratching for those free agents, working the waiver wires, you know, working trades for some RB2s, RB3s, seeing what you can do. Jacob Dobbins could fill that role for you. If Ingram goes down, then J.K. Dobbins goes up to RB1. You know, if Dobbins goes down, Ingram goes back up to RB1. But even last year like with Ingram – there he wasn't the you know he wasn't getting 20 carries a game he was still in that i think he averaged like 14 and a half touches per game or something so you know he wasn't dominating touches he just had a lot of touchdowns and that i mean the whole offense had a lot of touchdowns so he's in a great offense jk dobbins to get some touchdowns get some touches in there it's just you know you're not expecting that 15 carries per game it's probably going to be around eight to ten carries and then ingram's still getting his as well yeah, and I mean this is a passing of a torch type thing because Ingram is going to be is thirty thirty one. He has, I mean, he still has his legs, but having this offense, having this style, Dobbins and Ingram, you could draft both. And I'm not, it's not a carry on Swift type thing where the uncertainty is there because of their offensive scheme. The offensive scheme for the Baltimore is, and we're going to run it down your throat either with the quarterback or with the running backs, and it doesn't matter who you're going to get because they're going to be juice. And I like I like the Dobbins Ingram duo, and I think that's the best duo in ASC, if not the NFL. Uh yeah, I think the only one I can think of off the top of my head right now would be like Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt combo. Yeah, just that's true. Just I, yeah, I mean Kareem Hunt's kind of back burning because of his off the field issues, but I mean talent wise, I would compare him to the those two and same division too. I mean that's the AFC North style. He just you know running down your throat. We're going to play physical. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the pick for the Baltimore. I mean, in Baltimore, and most everybody's uh, grades, which don't mean bullet, they mean bullshit right now because you don't know what the fucking player is going to be like. But everybody had an A plus for the Baltimore Ravens. They drafted really well, which I like the J.K. Dobbins pick up. I think that's 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 sick. Um, can I go something that I don't, I'm confused about? Not confused, but kind of concerning. You had, and so did I, love Devin Singletary. Mm hmm. Buffalo picked up Zach Moss, who was kind of that four running back four, five, six in the draft. How do you like Zach Moss there, and how does that implement? How does that inf- uh, affect Devin Singletary? Uh, I don't think it does much. Yeah, I wasn't too happy with the pick, but I mean, you look at last year, Singletary still wasn't he wasn't every down back. I mean, he was playing all three downs, but he wasn't the the alpha running back. He wasn't the dominant guy getting those twenty plus touches because. Frank Gore was still there. So I think you yeah. can bring in Zach Moss, kind of be that Frank Gore type. Just give him some relief. And he's a bigger back, you know. He can run through yeah. the tackles and whatnot. So I I don't think it affects Singletary too much. I just – his TD outlook just went down for me was the only thing. Because I think – That's my issue too because they've been worried about – I mean, Josh Allen's been stealing all the fucking TDs last year from him. 
and now you bring in a bigger running back. It's it's tough. I'm right there with you. I was kind of pissed about this whole thing. Yeah, so I saw this earlier. I was looking this up. Only Todd Gurley, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke, Gordon. So those are all like round one, round two fantasy running backs, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the only guys that have more rushing touchdowns than Josh Allen in the last two seasons. It's crazy. So this dude, I mean, he's basically what we said it before. Cam Newton was a couple, three, four years ago. He's just taking the goal line work, and then you bring in Zach Moss, who's kind of a little bruiser back, fill that big body role that Frank Gore had, and Singletary's just not. I don't. I feel like he's not going to be on the goal line, and it's not great for the outlook. I think I dropped him a little bit. I would say, but I still like him. I still like him up there. I think it's a good offense for him. Like you said, though, I think it, I think that increases uh, Josh Allen's stock. You know what I mean? Because you don't now you're not so. I mean, in my opinion, I think they're still going to go to Josh Allen a lot in those goal lines. Yeah, yeah. Zach Moss is improved. I mean, it's it's one of those things where like, all right, well, they're not banking on Devin Singletary being the bell cow, so they brought in another guy, and then like, it's all right, well, Josh Allen can take. You know, it's tough. I don't. I, I like Devin Singletary. I thought he was the the sneak or the steal that everybody thought he like. A lot of people had him at like a, I want to say late third running back, but around, around there, late third running back, he might drop to four, maybe even five, which is tough. But um, he's still a guy that's on my radar as his fantasy outlook because he ran well last year. And without Frank Gore there, I think he would have ran better. But they added another Frank Gore type. Granted, it's not a Hall of Fame running back, but Zach Moss, his film, I looked at him because I thought the Lions might pick him up. I liked the way Zach Moss ran and. He's a good running back, and who knows? Maybe fucking he comes out guns a blazing and takes a lot of reps from Devin Singletary. It's a risk over reward, but I don't know. Yeah, I think Singletary definitely dropping. I mean, he, we were seeing him, you know, in that second, third round getting picked, and I think he's definitely dropping down in the later third, maybe fourth, even like fifth if you want to really yeah, get into it. Yeah, he's dropping pretty He's heavy. definitely been yeah. dropping, which I don't mind. I think – Maybe he was a little too high up there, being that he wasn't going to score a lot of touchdowns, or you're not expecting him to score a lot. So, I, yeah, I don't think Zach Moss is much for fantasy relevance unless a Singletary injury happens. I just think he's just a handcuff, and he's just going to steal from Singletary or Allen. Yeah, this was tough. Yeah. All right, let's go to one more. Um, who is going to make who I've been seeing in my second-round picks, which I'm late second round, is uh, – Aaron Jones is dropping because of Green Bay's questionable pickup of A.J. Dillon in the second round. I hate this pick. I don't understand it. I hate their whole draft. What is your take on A.J. Dillon? I th- he just looks like a, a, a running back that's, eh, you know? Yeah, I think. I mean, he's a bigger back. He's six foot, almost 250. Like, he's a big dude. So, I don't know if maybe they want to get – Jones out in space more and then kind of get rid of Jamal Williams almost. I thought Jamal Williams played okay last year when he was out there. He was a good change of pace for Aaron Jones. Yeah, you bring in a guy like A.J. Dillon to come in, maybe probably be that big bruiser, that red zone back. I mean, we always expecting Aaron Jones touchdowns, but he have 19 last year to go down this next year, TD regression. So, and then bringing in a big back like A.J. Dillon is not going to help that at all. No, he's and he's going to drop even further, I think. Um, I don't like this at all for Aaron Jones. I I don't like this at all for the Green Bay. I don't think AJ Dillon's at anything. I mean, maybe he's, he comes out as a power back. It's like they want to run the ball when you have one of the best quarterbacks that's ever 
I'm throwing the ball. So the so the theory is is that because they lost to San Fran and the San Fran literally threw the ball seven times for them, they saw that recipe of success, and the theory says they saw that and they wanted to, you know, those who can't do or whatever you want to do, uh, what is it called? Fucking copying is the most form of a, a flattery or some bullshit like that. Okay. It's yeah, yeah, I know what you're trying to say. I can't think of the saying, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, someone beats you at something, you try to just do what they did that beat exactly. you. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's what everybody's saying is like, all right, well, they saw that San Frank could beat them with the run game, so they're going to load up their run game, and they, that's why they drafted A.J. Dillon. I still don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me because Zach Moss was there, and what I forgot what round was that, third or fourth? Uh, AJ Dillon was the number sixty-two pick. No, AJ Dillon was second. I'm talking about Zach Moss, who was like a bruising running back. Was he later in the round? Was he third round? Oh, when did he get picked? Let me see. He was the eighty-six pick. So he got he got picked twenty-four picks after AJ Dillon. Yeah, so they could have went wide receiver there, and then either you know get Zach Moss or trade up, whatever it may be, but. They went. They liked AJ. They sold on a second round running back who, in all tens purpose, everybody else besides Clyde was a second round running back. And we're looking at these outlooks as they they're game changers. And I don't see AJ Dillon as a game changer. No, not. I mean, even if Aaron Jones gets hurt, I feel like it's not going to guy that you're. I think Jamal Williams is still there. It's going to be. I mean, it could still right now be a three man committee. You don't. Matt Lafleur has always been talking about committees and stuff. I don't. The whole like. Against a rod shit, like I get, I get it. Like he comes off as like a, a douchebag or like a, a, a passive aggressive type dude, but the dude can ball. Like we we've seen it since he's got in. Like we're Lions fans, we know what he can do, and they have constantly like they're going against him as and wanting to like almost like it feels like they wanted him to not succeed, which makes no sense as a franchise. And if I was like an owner or GM, I'd be fucking pissed. It doesn't make sense that they're just dra- they're going against what they're good at, and what they're good at is having A Rod have the ball and A Rod throw the ball, and they're not giving him any weapons. It makes no sense. AJ Dillon, I don't. Maybe he's the second coming of a. I don't know. Give me a big running back. I, you name it. I haven't seen a big running back succeed in a long time, and I'm not considering uh, Saquon Barkley as a big running back. I mean. Because he, he ran a 4-3. His, his numbers are off the chart. A.J. Dillon is not that type of guy. He's more of a, a pick-me-up three yards between the tackles type guy. I think he might, he might compare like body type to Todd Gurley almost. Todd Gurley's that taller back. Yeah, okay. I, but he's not he doesn't have the skill set that Todd Gurley had. I mean, Todd Gurley was killing it in college before his, he went down with was it ACL probably in his last year. So, yeah, he doesn't have the skill set that Gurley had. So, it's a weird pick. I don't see it coming along for fantasy too much maybe we'll get some injuries back there but yeah green bay just definitely the the weirdest draft yeah and would you pick up an aaron jones if he drops let's say like all right let's say he's like seriously dropping late second early third would you would you bank on aaron jones as the as the running back that you're gonna see yeah i think i think he's still up there i think he was what was he going end of first before he's going end of first top of second yeah Yeah. so now i think Going back farther is probably going to be better, especially for that TD regression coming in. But, I mean, to have the starting running back on Aaron Rodgers' team, just for the defense's sake, you know, like, they're sitting back because you know Rodgers can sling it still. So, having that guy, Aaron Jones, he had so many games last year, which is big numbers. I mean, he was putting up, like, 30, 40-point games here and there. 
So the guy can ball. But, yeah, he definitely is dropping a little bit. But I would still take him, you know, in that end of the second, middle second, maybe if you're, you know, if we went receiver first, maybe pick Michael Thomas or uh, Hopkins in the middle of the first round. You want to come back and he's the best running back available. I got no problem with that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I, just, I hate that what they did is weird. I will see. We'll see how this works out. All right, well, let's get let's get out of the running backs. Let's go through the, the biggest um, – I think depth-wise in the draft, and it's the wide receiving core. Um, there's a lot of juicy picks that I like. I don't usually like wide receivers in their rookie seasons, but I don't know. This year is different. I mean, because there's a lot of guys that got drafted that they're the second wide receivers, and I kind of like it in their mid-rounds to grab a guy like that. Um, let's go with um, the first pick of the draft, the Las Vegas Raiders got Henry Ruggs. Wild. Did not see Ruggs going first receiver off the board. No. No, I don't understand why. I, I felt like Judy or Lamb would be a better rece- wide receiver one for the team that needs a wide receiver one. I don't know if Ruggs is that dude that could be your number one receiver on your team. Seemed like he was more of a little complimentary guy where he'd come in, you know, he'd be the speed guy. So so they, they picked they pick Ruggs, they pick Bowden, they pick Edwards. Three running or three wide receivers in the draft. That just makes for a plus. They got um, what's my man's name? It doesn't swear. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro and Waller and Witten. I think yeah, Tyrell Williams is still there too. Tyrell Williams. I mean, yeah. And they picked up Nelson Aguilar too. What what is going on with the? I I don't like anybody now. I mean. Rugs there is fine. I, I can't draft anybody, though, because it's so crowded. You're not going to know who's going to be good, and you got a guy throwing a bar that, ball that's questionable, and his backup's even questionable. So let's say if if Carr can't th- get it done, you got Mariota coming in? I don't, I don't fucking think so. That doesn't help any wide receiver. I hate this pick. I mean, I don't hate the pick. I just hate him going to Las Vegas. I wish he would have went to a deeper, better team. Um, I, I can't touch anybody. Nah, I, yeah, I wish he would have went to maybe – I mean, obviously, you want to say KC. You want everybody to go to KC. But just more of a team with some, some speed and a better offensive system. You know, maybe like even if like Lamb and Ruggs switch spots, you know, Lamb went to the Raiders and Ruggs went to the Cowboys. I think that would have been a better spot for him. Yeah. You know, because he's got Cooper there. He's got Gallup there. And he can just come in and be that speed guy. But if they're going to try to make him the number one receiver on the team, I don't know if he's built for that. I don't know if he's ready for that. And David Carr, I mean, he's not – the deep ball thrower that he should be with rugs. He's always in the bottom half of the league in deep pass attempts because he's not throwing it downfield. I don't know if Gruden's trying to change that, but what Carr's been in the league five, six years. I mean, you're not going to change the guy's tendencies like that. And with this draft, does this hurt Waller? Waller's kind of the top five tight ends in fantasy right now. He might be top six, depending on how you think about like a couple other tight ends. Um, with the three wide receivers drafted, plus you got Aguilar, plus you got Witten, the I mean, with one ball, do you see Waller taking a I'm granted he only had three touchdowns anyways. No, I think I think it helps him. You think it helps him? Yeah, I think when you bring a guy with speed that can take the top right. off, you know, you yeah. open up the middle, you bring the safeties back a little farther. You know, you look at uh maybe let's go to KC. Uh, man, I'm comparing everybody to KC today, but you got Kelsey there, kinda like Waller, and then you got Tyreek. Or Hardman there, like rugs, where they can take the top off, so the safeties got to sit back a little bit, and so those tight ends can find that little window in the middle, like behind the linebackers and the safeties. 
So I think it can help Waller for sure. Just I, I don't know about the touchdown output. I don't know if that's going to change anything. But I can definitely see him getting some more open looks because Ruggs is taking the top off. I can, I'll give you that. I just it's such a crowded field now with they picked a Bowden and Edwards. I think Edwards from South Carolina or Bo, one of the two is a super tall wide receiver too. They got Nelson Aguilar. They picked up. I don't. I don't think we're like super. I mean, they, and they reached for a cornerback in the first two. Las Vegas had a quite a weird. It's, uh, it's John Gruden, man. He's just out there. Yeah, he's a weirdo guy. He does yeah. his own thing. He just Mike Mayock there too. Yeah. Like, once they fall in love with somebody, they're gonna draft him. Doesn't matter what. Yeah, exactly. I think they fell in love with rugs, and they were just like, all right, we're second. Especially when he goes out and runs a four-two, some forty. It's like, all right, that's our dude. Yeah. But I did see they, they listed Lynn Bowden at a running back. So I don't know if he'll be in that crowded receiver room. Okay, he was the flex guy. Yeah. Then, right? yeah. He was the, and then Edwards, Edwards was the South is the Carolina. tall guy. Yeah, he's the 6'3 yeah. guy. All right. All right. Um, I, yeah, and I think Bowden's mostly a guy. He's a special teams guy, too, right? He, he takes back punts and stuff. Yeah, he's not really um, a threat in the receiving. Almost game. like the Antonio Gibson that uh, Washington Redskins picked up, too, from Memphis. Kind of a. Uh, all you can do, athlete. ATH, what they call it back in the day. Right, right. All right, we well, let's get off that head scratcher from the Las Vegas. Can we, can we go to Denver real quick? Yeah, let's make it quick. <laughs> I was I was disappointed here, man. I was Judy was my guy. I thought he was gonna go somewhere good, and he's coming into that number two role, competing for that number two role with because they picked up KJ Hamler too. It's tough, right? It's a again. Look, look at what they got. They got Sutton as number one, who's already Cortland's number one. Judy. I mean, if this is what they they got, this is a fucking hell of a core. As let's say KJ Hamler's their burner. I don't know if he's a slot guy. Jared Judy's the best route runner maybe out of all three. Yeah, I think if you get Judy in the slot, that'd be juicy. Yeah, I think Judy in the slot. I think who this benefits more than anybody on these, which is crazy, is Locke, Drew Locke. Young Jeezy himself. Young Jeezy. He is a quarterback to keep your eye on. Not saying he's gonna be you should draft him, but I'm thinking about thinking about it in the fifteenth round, fourteenth round. Because he's not going high. Um, maybe someone picks him up, but the weapons that he has now with Noah Fan, Font, Son, Judy, Hamler, if he can't succeed in that, then they should just draft somebody else and cut him right away and go pick up Cam Newton. If he can't win this year, Cut him right now. If he's not, you know, succeeding with that much of athletes, that's what pisses me off. As you had a fucking guy in Cam Newton who's MVP, had none of these weapons at all, Carolina. Carolina did not draft like this ever. They did. They went all defense this year too. And then, and my thing is, just they just cut Cam Newton, and he had nothing to nothing to work with. He had an old Steve Smith, and that's it. That's what pisses me. Off. And Devin Funches, who was a fucking tight end almost. Um. If if Cam Newton came into Denver right now, they could win. They they could have a chance to win the AFC with his weapons, but he's not. He's not even going to be picked up. And you got you're hoping Drew Locke can succeed. Hopefully he does. I like him, Young Jeezy. But I don't know. I can't touch any. Like I wish Judy was winning. Like you said, Judy and Hamler went somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, just too many mouths to feed over there in Denver, especially with the guy who with Drew Locke. He started five games last year or something. Not a lot. Yeah. Yeah, five, he only played in five games last year, so we don't really know what he's got yet. I mean, he's got some, you know, some swag from singing on the sidelines, but we got to see him out there in the game. You know, they still got they picked up Melvin Gordon, they still got Phil Lindsay, still got Royce Freeman, 
Still have Sutton. Oh, they got the most athletic fucking roster. They're paper champs for sure. Yeah, they picked up that tight end. I'm not even. I can't say his name. I can say Agumbalale, but I can't say this dude's name. Albert O is what I'm gonna call him. They picked him up for tight end too. He ran a fast forty, so they got some speed out there. But yeah, I can't trust Drew Locke to get these guys the ball consistently. Cortland Sutton was already a little lower on my board because of that, and then now Judy goes there, coming in with Hamler too. It's just a disappointing spot for him. They're banking that Drew Locke's that dude, and hopefully he is. That's why I might draft him my late just as my streamer. Like hopefully, or you know, pick him up in the waiver wires after you know Lamar goes up for four touchdowns the first week. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you talk about all those weapons. Like, if you go over, let's go over to the next guy, C.D. Lamb, going to the Cowboys. Like they're kind of they're kind of set up the same way, you know. They got three, they got Cooper, they got Gallup, and they got C.D. Lamb now. What a fucking steal by Jerry Jones. Yeah, Jerry running that. Do you see? I saw this today. C.D. wanted to wear number ten, and he said, "Nah, you wearing." He said, "Nah, you're on the eighty-eight train. You on that Irvin? You on that Des Bryant train? Yeah, you on that Coke and stripper train, baby. Eighty-eight is what Dallas Cowboys do. Yep, they snort coke, they dance for strippers." They score touchdowns, baby. CD Lamb, CD TD, baby. Yes, sir. Welcome to Dallas, CD. Man, Dak Prescott just shot up QB three for me easily. Oh Lamb. man, if he don't bitch about his uh, franchise tag, he Jerry Jones said if you can't win with this trio, this quad duo. I don't even know how you say. Why do you say quad? Quad plus. Quattro. You have quattro. Thank you, bro. <laughs> if you don't got you got CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and you got I mean top three running backs in the game. If you can't succeed with that, why I'm not giving you I'm not giving you any money. Right. Like, I'm frank I mean I mean quarterbacks would die for this this top three, top four quattros, man. They would kill for that. And they got CeeDee Lamb dropped to seventeen for him. Dude. I like and it, I like it. I and I, I think Amari Cooper is gonna fade a little bit, and Ceedee Lamb's gonna pick up his trash, man. Ceedee Lamb I, is the real deal. He's smooth. I like him a lot. Hundred. So I mean, Randall Cobb and Jason Witten left. That's 190 targets that they're leaving behind. I, I wish uh, all 190 could go to CD. Obviously, it's not gonna happen. But I mean, even if he takes Cobb's 80 some, gets bumps that up to close to 100. I think he can do a lot of work there. He's great after the catch, you know, get this guy the ball. They could throw him in the slot, you know, leave Gallup on the outside, leave Cooper on the outside, and then just let CD work over the middle. I think they got a nice setup there in Dallas. It's, I mean, it's the best trio in the game. I mean, honestly, they have – I think Michael Gallup is, is most consistent. Mario Cooper, you can take over games. And now you got CD Lamb who – is wide receiver one questionably in the draft as a 17th round pick or excuse me, 17th pick in the first round as game over. I mean, I like now you just got to perform. And if Dak realizes that I go get your money, I, I get it, but they didn't do the Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they didn't do the green Bay thing. They didn't piss him off. They gave him a weapon and say, come on in. You have a 30 or a, what is the franchise tag? Is it 30 million or 20 guaranteed? Oh yeah, he's getting paid on that tag this year. I think it's like thirty or thirty-one million guaranteed, straight up cash. That's a lot. It's just a lot of uncertainty after that. It is. is what he's... It is. And you know, like question. You know, you get 
You look at Cam Newton. It's the same thing. You get injured one time and you get fucked, Phil. I get it. I get you want that long-term deal. <sighs> it's just tough to deal with Jerry Jones and Jerry World. I, I, I'd be frustrated too, but he helped you out in that that regard. I mean, I'm not him, so I don't give a, I mean, it is what it is. But if he plays, if Dak plays, he's definitely a top quarterback in the f- fantasy world. Yeah. Yeah, I think it says – about $33 million for the franchise tag. So he's getting paid either way, you know. Yeah, I like CD, man. I like CD. It's tough still because, you know, he's still got Cooper there as the alpha receiver. But CD can work, you know, just get him underneath, let him run with it. He's nice with it. Yeah. I mean, it's tough for fantasy, um, but I, I fill up my uh, bottom half and a lot of rookies. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, yeah, yeah, because right now it's so hard to – Determine where these guys are actually going to go come August, September when you're getting into the drafts. But right now, these guys are sitting down at the bottom. You just scoop them up. Hell yeah. All right, we went through Rugs, we went through CD, we went through Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. It's a clusterfuck. Cat, who do you. Okay, so this is what is everybody had a pissed off mood about was Philadelphia Eagles didn't get Justin Jefferson. They picked a Rieger instead from TCU. Do you like that pick? Uh, I thought Jefferson was more of a, a fit there. But then the, I think it was the GM, Roseman, came out and said they want to have more of a downfield offense this year. And that, like, the last couple of years, they've just been kind of dinking and dumping with Wentz, and they want him to get the ball down the field. So I understand the pick a little better now that they're coming out and saying that. I think Rieger, Rieger, I don't know how you say it, which one it is. Rieger, Rieger. Rieger. Yeah, something like that. Jalen. Jalen. We'll call him Jalen. So – he had some bad QB play at TCU too. The guy was pretty inaccurate, so I think bringing Wentz in, he can definitely, he's definitely better than who they had at TCU. I don't even know the guy's name. So, big play threat out there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Jeffrey sticks around if they end up releasing him or not. But I think they might keep him around just to have that big receiver on the outside. And then, you know, they traded for Goodwin during the draft as well from San Fran. So they definitely were picking up speed out there in uh, Philadelphia. And this becomes my list of of questionable core wide receivers that makes the rookies more juicy. So that's the start of my list with J- Jalen Rieger. I like picking. I would like picking him up later rounds because there's not really much people or much competition. Elshon Jeffries, they've been wanting to trade since middle of last year. I mean, he's question. He's always gone with a soft tissue injury. It's banked on at least four games. He's out. Um, they want him off the roster. I don't know if they dropped him yet. Did they cut him, or is he still on the roster? Oh, he's still there for now. I think they're still okay. still deciding. I guess you could say, but yeah. I mean, he's gone. I mean, he's not. I'm not scared of him. So I I would like drafting a Rieger or anybody in that Philadelphia situation. So um, I like that pick. Let's go off of uh, no, this is my list of of non um, core or non competition guys. I like Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. He has Adam Thielen there, but just like Diggs, they both got they both ate. Um, Justin Jefferson falls right in that play. I would like drafting Justin Jefferson as well. I would like drafting Adam Thielen as well too. I think both of them they help each other out with that, that draft pick. Yeah, I've been struggling to not draft Adam Thielen. I've never really been a Thielen guy these last few years that he's been playing. You know, I've really never. No, I don't think he's been on any of my teams. I've never really traded for him or anything. But yeah, I can't I can't get away from it seems in my mocks this year. And then you bring Jefferson in, take those targets that he only had Diggs only had ninety four targets last year. It seemed like he had more. 
but you know the year before he had 150 so he lost some targets when they switched to more of a run heavy once delvin was healthy and they brought in madison that one two punch so i like jefferson i think he's solid he's he's obviously the number two there he, he's got a I don't even know who's the number three. Yeah, it's but not Thielen anybody is good. thirty. You know what I mean? This is this might be a passing but torch thing where if you do have a a keeper league or you do have a, a dynasty league, I would Jeff, Jefferson is a good target to have because he might be wide receiver one in one year or two. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Hey, Thielen's about to turn thirty. He's you know he's been around for a while. He just hasn't really broken out until the last few years. So I like Jefferson. I think Jefferson. Could lead this team in receiving touchdowns as well. He's great in the red zone. Yeah, he catches tuggies. I think Minnesota is the best, one of the best NFC teams just because they're balanced in their division. I mean, our division is kind of weird with Green Bay being weird. Detroit, it doesn't matter what they look like on paper. They are, they're Detroit. Uh, Bears having, you know, a third of their roster is tight ends is an issue. <laughs> um, I think Justin Jefferson fell perfect to Minnesota. Um I like him. He's a draftable rookie because of that possessional wide receiver. I like his 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 set. His skill set is nice, and he he's fast as fuck. He ran a four three or four four or like a four four two, I think it was, or maybe even quicker than that. But uh, like you said, he's a, it's a Thielen ran offense, and Kirk Cousins that's a safety blanket. I think it's a Irv Smith um, come up, and it might be a Justin Jefferson come up mid season. I agree. I think Jefferson's up there to be one of the top, I'd say top three rookie receivers this year. He's set up well there in Minnesota. All right, let's go to another um, non-compete core group and Denzel Mims with the New York Jets. How do you like him? He fell to the Jets. He was kind of a a flyer. A lot of people liked him because of his uh, combine time. He's a Baylor guy. Do you like Denzel Mims and Jets? I do like him, man. He was kind of my like sleeper receiver, and then I kind of liked where he went. You know, he didn't doesn't have competition. He's got Jamison Crowder as the number one, and he's yeah, a got, slot guy. Uh, Perriman. Yeah, they That's brought it. in Brashad Perriman. He's always you know he's a journeyman receiver. He had a little little work last year in Tampa Bay when Evans and Godwin went down. But yeah, I like Mims' spot, man. If he can get get right, you know, start getting his head in the game. I think that was like his downtick at Baylor. He just wasn't always in it. He wasn't positive about everything. So if he can get his head in the game, he's got a shot. He's got a shot to score some touchdowns. He's a big dude down the field. It's just that Sam Darnold can get that ball down the field to him with that sketchy old line as well. These these four or five wide receivers, these are bench guys. That, like You could just pick up and just put them on your bench and hopefully they succeed because – you're not drafting him as a, as a starter, or even a flex guy. Most of them, maybe maybe you were, maybe you have no picks and you have to you know pick these guys. But these are nice bench stats because the Jefferson's a great outlook. The Mims is a great outlook. The Rieger can ball out maybe in this offense. Um, and then comes comes to this other guy who I thought was a juicy as a stat line is is a physical freak and Pittsburgh even came out and said he's not a tight end he's a wide receiver and it's Chase Claypool oh you like Claypool huh and Pittsburgh they said he's not well they said he runs a he runs a 4-3 he's 6-4 238 Pittsburgh even just came out and said he's not a tight end he's a wide receiver and he gives up a, a matchup nightmare to cornerbacks I think they, all they have is gadget small wide receivers Juju Smith um, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, who I like Deontay Johnson this year. Um, I think Claypool gives him that tall wide receiver that 
they haven't had since Plaxico Burris. Hmm, Plaxico. Yeah, you know, shoot myself in the leg. You know what I mean, Plax. Um, but I like Chase Claypool in the fifteenth round or in the waiver wires. I think he's a a sleeper that might come and make might be a touchdown guy. You never know. Yeah, I think that's what you're calling it. Like these are guys just you put on your bench. It's kind of like uh, Terry McLaurin last year. I mean, he wasn't even drafted in a lot of leagues. He was picked up week one. I mean, you're basically just looking for one of those guys, one of these guys to pop off, become the number one on their team, whether it's due to injury or just talent, and then just ride it as long as you can. So the only other one I got is Michael Pittman in, out in Indy. He's my – he's he. I've been picking him up in drafts. Yeah, man, big dude. He can go up and get the ball. They kind of needed a receiver like that there. I think they tried it with Funches, but, you know, we know Funches is just a tight end in a wide receiver uniform. No, I like Pittman a lot. I went from Paris Campbell. I traded Paris Campbell to Michael Pittman. Okay, you switching on us, huh? Be careful with that switching, though. Be careful with switching. You might get called out. I feel I know shit. <laughs> I feel you on that, though. So I'm, I, But my, my thing was this. If, they didn't, if Paris Campbell was there, they just went off what it was, and they got a – let's say they got like a um, like a Rieger or that type of uh, – uh, not Rieger, but like a – ah, fuck. Someone yeah, small, like a later like a guy, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned with Paris Campbell there because they got him second round last year. Um, but he's the third wide receiver now. Pittman's going to be that second wide receiver. Just because of his size, his his ball uh, play, um, his ball skills in general, he can go get it. I like him to to take T.Y. Hillen's spot eventually. I mean, T.Y. Hillen is, is going to be – Age so right 30, 31, I want to say. 31. He's been having soft tissue issues, what, for three years now? Yeah. He's one of those guys that just is constantly injured, which is – but he when he's on the field, he performs. Right. I think I, – I, I think both – I think both are juicy to pick up in the late rounds, Pittman and uh, Paris Campbell, because of the position of T.Y. Hill being injured and, the, and having Phillip Rivers there. So, you – I mean, it's the – Tyrell Williams. Uh, yeah, it's Tyrell Williams, Vincent Jackson, Malcolm Floyd. He loves these big receivers. Exactly. And I think it's huge for, for any to pick draft him. I think that was a great pickup. And he's definitely on my radar to pick up in the fantasy world. Yeah, I think I think Indy did well here. I mean, obviously they, they had a strong old line, so they didn't really need to pick too many offensive linemen. So they went out, they got a running back for the future, and they got a receiver that can be – that future number one guy, you know, if everything comes together for him, he's got the size and speed to be that number one receiver there. Just a matter, you got to get everything going. And I mean, you think about it, the TY is supposed to be the number one receiver there, but Philip Rivers has never thrown the ball to TY. He's, you know, he doesn't have yeah. any chemistry with him. So whoever Philip Rivers locks in on, that's going to be the guy you want. And it could very easily be Pittman if he's starting as the number two receiver out there opposite of Hilton. I mean, look at Keenan Allen, bro. Phillip Rivers threw to Keenan Allen, what, 15, 16 times a game most Oof, of the time? At least. His, tar- his target count was insane. And if and if it's a rookie that he can mold, it's even better. You know what I mean? It's like a guy that like, doesn't have bad habits or doesn't have habits that uh, Phillip Rivers doesn't like. You know what I mean? Because T.Y. has been through, what, a gambit of quarterbacks? What, 10 since he's been there? Yeah, he's, he's had some different ones, man. And yeah, he, you know, he's had his injuries issues, like you said. He's not always healthy, so – Pittman's got a shot. I like him as a late sleeper. I like I like Mims better. I don't know why. I think it's just the player. I think Mims has more talent. But I yeah. think that Pittman's got the better quarterback and probably the better offensive system. 
So I don't know. I might just I might just talk myself into Pittman over Mims, but <laughs> yeah. But but Mims doesn't have uh, Ty in front of him. That's you know true. I mean? That's Mims, true. Mims is Mims's quality in front of him is not that that good. Ty, I mean, like like our running backs. Ty, you're banking on Ty to get injured, or I mean, a lot of people are having him just because of his size and just because of Philip Rivers ain't quarterback. Pittman's the wide receiver two, and uh, my boy Paris Campbell's wide receiver three. Yeah, right. You use Paris Campbell, that little gadget guy. You know, give him those end arounds, those screens, the, the crossing routes and stuff. And then you you know use Pittman in the, those deep routes, kind of just like what they used uh, Mike Williams out there in San Diego or Los Angeles for in the red zone. Just go up and get a six four. They don't really have other big guys. I mean, their tight ends Doyle and Miley Cox are bigger, but their receivers are smaller. So I like it. I think that's why they drafted him. I think that their lacking of tight end position is why they drafted a, a tall wide receiver. Um, and that also questioned me when they picked that was, is Paris Campbell that good as a second-round pick last year? Or am I just, like, banking that he's a second-round pick and he's going to be good this year because he was injured last year? I have, you know, who knows? I like, like you said before, like Jefferson and, like, Mims. I put Claypool in there just because of the size. The only other guy I put down was Brandon Ayuk from Arizona. But he, I like him in that, but I don't like their offense. It's a run-heavy offense, so he might be the fourth option. Yeah, because I, I love Debo Samuel, man. I thought he was going to have a big year. I thought he was going to be that number one there, and then they bring in this other dude. It's kind of, you know, I feel like he's almost the same player type. Where Dude, I'm right there with you. I think the same way. He almost has the same body type, like a 6'1", 6'2", guy that is thick enough that he can take hits and – but that, I mean, that's the offense they run. That's the receivers they use. So it's a good pick for them. I was just a little disappointed. I thought Samuel would be more of a wide receiver one this year, or wide yeah. receiver two in fantasy, but wide receiver one on the Fuck team. Fuck my Jalen Hurd pick too. I can't do these sneaky picks like mm-hmm. three months in advance because yep. it fucks me. And you know, my Paris Campbells are fucked. My Marlon Max are fucked. It just sucks. You know, I'm really pissed off. I oh, know, man. Just losing out on these sneaky dudes. I just thought they would be better. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go one sneaky pick. Um, Drew Locke is my sneaky quarterback. That's my that's my one. I like him, man. He's got the, he's got the weapons. Just see if he's got the, the skill set to succeed. Build that confidence for him. I hear you. All right, man, that was our after the draft. We're just going to talk more about that fantasy. Has anybody else watched? We've been, we're going to talk about this right now. We've been doing the last dances every Sunday night. Uh We've been through four episodes now of the Chicago Bulls, and we decided it'd be kind of fun to see what are our Chicago Bulls. So our criteria is one team that has an MJ, one team that has a Scottie Pippen, and one team that has a crazy fucking dude that just goes, I need a fucking break. I need to go to 48 hours to Vegas and Dennis Rodman on their squad. Mish, give me your best Chicago Bulls team this year in fantasy. Man, I mean, this might be just being lazy about it, but I I went down with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, I got Jordan. Oh, my God. I got Jordan. You know, that's Pat Mahomes. He's the MVP. He's the leader of the squad. You know, you could ride or die with Pat Mahomes. And then you go over with Pippen, you know, a little dude that can do everything. I went with Tyreek Hill because he's just an all-around wide receiver. You know, he can run deep. He can run the crossing routes, get him the screens. And then for the crazy dude, Dennis Rodman, I put down Kelsey, man. He just does the dirty things. You know, he's that third down receiver over the middle. You know, third and eight, you just throw it, hit Kelsey on that curl route, 
He's blocking. He's doing everything out there. He's that hype dude on that team. And then I just threw a little bit in there. You know, that Steve Kerr, Ron Harper point guard running the show. I threw Andy Reid down because, you know, he's just the offensive genius out there. Wowzers. That's a good one. What you got, man? Who's your Who's your Chicago Bulls of the NFL? <laughs> My Chicago Bulls of the NFL. I'll give you this right here. This is a good one. It's going to be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, my Chicago Bulls of the NFL is going to be the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, okay. let me hear it. Let me hear it. MJ, Delvin Cook, assassin. He goes, gets that money. He's going to run. This year is going to be MJ, Delvin Cook. I'm telling you right now. I was going to go Carolina, but their team has no Pippen, which I like. They have no Dennis Robin, which I like. It's just straight up MJ. So I'm gonna go with Minnesota Vikings, Delvin Cook. Okay. Okay. Scotty Pippen, like you said before, Adam Thielen. Yeah. And they're crazy, crazy is that tattooed big Keith looking Kyle Rudolph who catches those tutties, pushes off. And gets no call, baby. I'm going to get that money. Beating the New Orleans Saints in the back of the end. So give me that. Kyle Rudolph. And you know who is the most chill, most Steve Kerr-like of that team is our boy, Kirk Cousins, who rather sit down on a Sunday night, read the Bible with his wife holding her hand, and not swear at all, but he sure as hell knows how to toss the rock. Kirk Cousins himself is Steve Kerr. Phil Jackson, Mike Zimmer's not, he's not Phil Jackson, he's too intense. But I got four out of the five. I like it, man. I, I can see that. I had another one down tough. as well. I had another one. So have? I had, uh, so I'll go just right now. I'll go Jordan was Michael Thomas at the Saints. You know, Ooh, he's, he's I like that. Alpha receiver, number one. And then Pippen was Alvin Kamara because, you know, he does everything. He runs it. He catches it. He could probably throw it, too. Oh, okay. I like this. And then, who's, who's Rodman? Uh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's does a good the dirty one. things, man. He plays receiver, tight end, running back, special teams. He does it all. And then uh, Kerr, Ron Harper guy, is Drew Brees. You know, he's running the show. He's just sitting back there doing his thing, chilling. So I had the Saints and the Chiefs, man. I just I couldn't get away from them with those offenses, but I do like the Rodman Taysom Hill thing. That's a good one. Did you like see that. also yeah. just touch on Taysom in ESPN? They gave him tight end eligibility. Really? Yeah, they switched his position in ESPN from quarterback to tight end. Did Yahoo do that? I have not seen that Yahoo updated it, but ESPN did it. A tight end of all the positions? I know it was weird. That's weird. Very weird. I guess it gives him the flex opportunity. But yeah, you though. can put him so in I'm the flex. That. I think that's yeah. why they did it. They didn't want to put him at receiver running back, maybe. Well, I mean, the whole Jameis thing is, is good for Jameis, but it's weird for Taysom because it's like, yeah, we're just going to use it as a weapon the entire time. It's not like you're going to be our quarterback. But with like all the rumors and all that stuff, they, they, they're grooming him to be the quarterback, and I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I love the, Jace, uh, the Jameis Winston. Hopefully – he can ball out or at least show him in practice that he's worth a look at once Breeders retires this year because he's this is his last year. Don't get it twisted. He's done it this year. Um, he's dropping in all our drafts. I don't like him as a quarterback in fantasy. Um, that's for another day. But, I mean, shit. 
if if Taysom Hill is a is a flex in a tight end position, I he's he's a good uh, pickup in the dra- in the bench position. Yeah, I mean he's definitely risky. He's not going to be out there getting a lot of touches, but you know he scores a touchdown for you. You're looking smart out there. If he has the ball, what is it? Fifty percent of the time he has the ball, he gets a touchdown. Almost it feels like it, anyways. Like yeah, he, he's an athlete. About him is magic. Yeah, he's got nasty skills. But like. That's weird. Yeah, I don't like him as a tight. <laughs> no, that's yeah, it's it's weird. I get it for the flex eligibility, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting that they made that change when he's listed as a quarterback on the New Orleans Saints roster. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. All right, folks, that's it. That's the after draft recap, episode seven. Miss you have any other points you want to talk about? Not much, man. Just uh, you know, if you're out there on the Twitter, go ahead and give the show a follow at Champ and Chump. You know, we tweet out a little bit here and there. We'll tweet out our episodes, tweet out some videos if you want. Like I said, we put that one up for them draft on YouTube. Go ahead and check that out as well. Champ and Chump, Fancy Dump. And let us know if you want some more videos out there, guys. Let's go. Come on, like and subscribe. Let's do it. Yes, sir. We out. We out. Peace.